This is FM 100.5, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 8.15, you're tuned to WGNS on this Tuesday morning. Our guest in studio this morning is Carol Gaddis with the Lineball Library under the Rutherford County Library System. There's a lot to say there. There is. But the library system's grown quite a bit, so that's kind of cool. It is. It's wonderful. Yeah, we have five branches now in our bookmobile. So when you started working for the library system, was there only one library? No, I've been here 10 years now, and we have the branches we have except for the Technology Engagement Center, which is over on the Hobgood campus uh, on Minerva Drive, 306 Minerva Drive. So that's our newest branch. Now, is the Eagleville Library under the Rutherford County Library System? Yes, Okay. it is. But here in the downtown area, you have the Lineball Library, then Patterson Park as well. Uh, now, that's the Myrtle Glanton Lord Library. Correct. Uh-huh. But the, the Lineball Library is one of those things that, you know, it's been a staple for Rutherford County for years and years, especially when it, I, you know, I remember when I was over there where the Center for the Arts is now. That's right. That's where my mother worked, actually. She was worked in circulation there at, at Lineball all my growing up years. She started working when I went into kindergarten. So it's been a long time. That, that's a cool building because mm-hmm. it used to have catwalks up in the ceiling i guess for the postmaster to look down on the postal workers yeah and the kids had to go down in the basement for story time it was uh, <laughs> kind of dingy down there it, it was uh, always nice and cool down there though oh yeah <laughs> but yeah the the library is just one of those neat things it's been here and and the history within the walls of really all libraries is pretty fascinating oh if the walls could talk <laughs> definitely and so many books have been in and out of those doors and talk about history i mean the books hold so much and I, I don't know if today's generation you know those who are teenagers right now if they realize what's in the library you know you're right i think uh, actually i'm been impressed with the uh, uh, young people that are growing up especially those that their parents have taken them to story time since the time they were little they've grown up with books they understand uh, the joys of going to the library they love going to the library and we are seeing a lot more young adult uh, readers students love to read uh, it is a growing phenomena and that genre of books in the young adult category has really grown and taken off you know it it seems like those who do homeschooling they're in the library more and i i I don't know that it means one thing or another but it's just it's it's neat to see younger kids in there and they're really literally doing schoolwork in there they are and especially now that we're doing having covid issues we are seeing a lot of people coming in and using the libraries to you know get some classwork done tutoring over at the mgl um, myrtle glanton lord uh, branch at patterson park they have um, stations for students to use computer stations where they can do their homework and get online with their classes if they need to and also at the technology engagement center uh, they have uh, online stations for students so those are some of the things we're trying to accommodate but we've always had space for tutors and that is growing and uh, places where parents can come in and give some lessons to the kids again carol gaddis with us this morning branch manager of the lineball library at the intersection of vine and south church street 
Are you seeing, when kids do come in to do maybe a school assignment where they're writing a paper, do you see them using books more or, you know, of course they use the internet all the time, but do you see them using books more than maybe you used to? Well, I think that there's a, a balance there because there is so much more available uh, online uh, for uh, research papers, but a lot of uh, teachers require them to come and get actual book references and so they will come in and use the nonfiction area and get references uh, that they need for papers and things like that but you can also get a lot of that through our databases at rclstn.org so they can get those from home or within the library what about the old dewey decimal system and, and learning how to find books in the library is that a thing of the past and people just do it when they come in they, they look on the computer to find the book how does that work these days well I think that they are teaching that some in schools I know that some teachers have come in and, and talked to us about that and they are teaching uh, their students how to use the library um, but yes it is so much easier just to go on our online catalog and find where it is I, I remember as a child growing up and having to go to the library in the school to look for a book it was quite the task and i know we had a library class i think almost every year third yes. grade through sixth grade just to learn how to use the library we did too so i don't know if they're still teaching that i think some are uh, but yes it is still important to use that dewey decimal system you're right of course we didn't have you know internet back then to, <laughs> to look stuff up so no. it was totally different yeah i remember having to alphabetize cards we had to learn how to put things in alphabetical order and i remember uh, the teacher would always talk about how to turn the pages properly in the book and, and that's you know <laughs> That's another thing that is in the past that I don't know that they teach that in school anymore. No, because now you have to flip the screens, not, the, right. not the pages of a book. Things have changed a lot over the years in Rutherford County. The library system here has grown with those changes. Of course, with the technology center, computers everywhere. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it definitely the library has grown with technology. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we're trying to meet that need in so many ways, not just the computers within the libraries and uh, the services online, but also by checking out a hotspot. You know, people trying to get connected at home or while they're traveling. Uh, the libraries have uh, mobile hotspots that you can check out for $5 a week. And uh, that has really um, met a lot of needs for people that don't have the internet access at home. Now, I was trying to explain that to somebody because a friend of mine, they have an RV and they were talking about well, we wish we had, you know, internet out right. here other than using our phones as a hotspot. I said, well, you can check one out at the library. And I don't think they quite grasp that you can get stuff like that at the library. Oh, yeah. Yes, you can. And it's something we've had for, it's, I think it's been over two years that we've had it, maybe three years that we've had those hotspots. And they are very popular. You have to make sure you put one on hold because they're not always around. You know, I, I know we were talking about more students coming in because of COVID and all of that and people having to do online virtual school now uh, in a lot of cases but what are some of the I guess most positive uses of the library that people may not think about well I think that uh, one of the things is it's a quiet space just to get away from uh, the noise of the world and to come and study and to focus and just read a book if you want to uh, just come in there also if you need to uh, 
search for a job, uh, work on your job skills. We have classes, virtual classes now, especially with COVID, we're doing everything online. So those are available to, to do. We also have a place where you can go and record a podcast. If you want to, to do something uh, uh, for a professional purpose or just something for fun, you can uh, record use our recording studios. We have one at the Technology Engagement Center. We have one at uh, MGL in Patterson Park that you can reserve online. And also meeting rooms. Those are really popular because uh, not everybody, not every business especially has a place to meet or organization has a place to meet. And those are free. You go online and reserve a meeting space. Of course, with COVID, our numbers have to be limited, but they're still available. Somebody just texted us a question. They said, is the research section upstairs back open? Well, that is what we need to talk about today, Scott, is that right now, Lineball Public Library, the main branch only, is closed to the public through the end of February. Uh, we had some issues with um, our staff and uh, COVID concerns and people getting sick. And so we really needed to uh, control that a little bit better at Lineball. So we have closed to the public. So no, the research room is not available right now. We do still have curbside pickup. Uh, we can still provide notary services curbside. We are allowing people to use our driver's license kiosk that we have upstairs. A lot of people don't know about that we have at Line Ball, so you can renew your driver's license. Uh, but you do need to come to our curbside uh, on Church Street and dial the number that you'll see posted there. It's from 10 to 4 Monday through Saturday and 1 to 5 on Sundays. And we will let you in to use the driver's license kiosk. But if you have a question for historical research, you can email us or call us at Lineball at 615-893-4131, and we can try to help you with whatever your need is for historical research. You know, we've seen more and more businesses and government offices as well have to shut down for a week at a time, two weeks at a time, in order to clean and re-clean after however many people test positive for COVID. Mm -hmm. When did the Lineball have to shut its doors we just we just closed to the public on friday so this is new that's why it's good that i'm on here today to be able to share it um it it just became a concern we tried shutting down for a couple of weeks in december did the same thing cleaned and uh tried to get everybody well and doing well but i think because we have such high traffic at Lineball, it has just become a growing concern so we're we're going to stay shut down for about a month and then we'll uh reevaluate at the end of february so when folks come in, I guess maybe in the future when you reopen, are you going to limit the number who can come in at one time? Well, we've already got that limited. I mean, we're already at half capacity, which has not really been a problem because of, uh, you know, just people not getting out as much with COVID. But it's we're talking about what we can do to make it easier and, and not have to do this again. Do folks, when they do come in, are, are they cleaning their little station where they're sitting by themselves and then you know before they leave uh, or is it where staff has to do all that staff has to do a lot of cleaning we're doing you know trying to pick up you know that extra job task that we're all experiencing right now so yeah they do a lot we have a little fogger too we have a uv light we have lots of things that we can use to clean so the fogger how does that work well that was one of the things that one of our staff members uh heard about at one of our local schools and it is a disinfectant fogger that you can spray over a certain area for a few minutes and it cleans up the space interesting it's one of those purchases you would never make 
prior exactly. to uh, you know, be- <laughs> before COVID and all that. That's right. We've purchased a lot of things since COVID. It has been a change, I think, for everybody out there, for every office, for every business. I mean, there's just been so many changes that people have been forced to make. And sometimes that's a positive because I know Lineball, for example, has come up with new things that they're sticking to, like the uh, the pickup, the curbside mm-hmm. pickup. Um, so some of those things are positive, but then you have all the other side effects, the negatives, the extra work and, yeah. and you know the staff if you have one member who's out sick they have to quarantine right. I mean, it's just totally different yeah it is hard when you're when you work within a confined environment you know if one person gets sick you have to know who they talked to who they were close to that day and it does make a domino effect sometimes that whole contact tracing thing is is wild but mm-hmm. i don't know once you do the contact tracing do you have to report that to the health department or what what are the steps you take no we just i mean it's ours is mostly internal uh just making sure everybody gets tested that uh, feels like they need to be tested and that we're not continuing to spread so i i'm curious no this is not covid related here but do you see the idea of maybe growing Lineball library and adding on to the building downtown or is that something that we're going to see in murfreesboro anytime soon I don't think that Lineball has any room to grow just because of the confined space that we're in. We've talked about it. I wanted to expand my patio at one time, but it was a crazy price to even try to do that. So we probably will be looking at, you know, expanding into new areas of town. We, that's what we really need. Our town is growing and spreading out. People, not everybody comes all the way downtown with traffic and everything. So. We are looking at, you know, other areas that we need to expand, like in the Blackman area and things like that. So um, we just keep our mind open. Now, when you say uh, Lineball, the building is currently locked in. There's not really much place where you could grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who have not been there, you've got a parking garage underneath you, and you've got a, a pond or a fountain right across from the entrance of mm-hmm. it. So there's really nowhere to go because you can't really... I guess build upwards right. because the building's already the foundation's done that's right so yeah it would be tough to do yeah and every time you talk about libraries you're talking about weight on the floors and you have to have certain amount of of reinforcement for that because books are heavy and so not every building is you know really appropriate uh, for that so you just can't add on as you want I, I didn't even think about yeah the weight of the books how many books are in the line ball oh my goodness let's see I should know that because I do it every month uh, so you have to do inventory every month? Well, and I, I have a count every month oh, wow. of how our holdings are. So my holdings, I think, are around uh, 52,000 books, Wow! if I remember correct. That's just off the top of my head, so don't quote me on that, Scott. <laughs> that, that's a lot of books, though. It is I mean, a lot I, of books. I don't know how many books the average library has in the U.S., but that's that's a lot. Yeah, we're, one of, we're a, a, a larger library. And, of course, our... The wonderful thing about the Rutherford County Library System is if you live in Eagleville, you know, the size of Eagleville Library is small and you may not have as many, obviously, books as we have at Lineball. But the wonderful thing about our system is you can put a book on hold that we have at Lineball and it will be delivered uh, to your branch so you can pick it up. So we have a transit bus that goes around to our libraries every day and we deliver books that people put on hold so they move a lot our books are on the move all the time carol get i'm sorry carol gaddis <laughs> branch manager of the Lineball library with us this morning we have a question texted to us asking do you have the old encyclopedia britannica books uh usually encyclopedias are uh, updated on a regular basis so we may have a past year but not 
and and then the current year but we don't go back more than that it just takes up a lot of space i, I bet it would yeah, yeah. I, I guess they're looking for you know the, the older 80s 70s yeah, no. the, those era and, and i don't if you go back and look at those 1970 1980 encyclopedias i i would imagine there's going to be some information that's not totally correct because things have changed so much exactly. we've discovered new things that you know tie into old things exactly and that's one of the reasons that when we go through our collection especially nonfiction, you have to make sure that you're uh, your Dewey numbers, especially in medical and things like that, technology are up to date. You know, you don't want to keep books on the shelf that are out of date and no longer current as far as current practices. It would be interesting to go back and look at some of those old encyclopedias. Oh, yeah. Because there's so much history in those books, but then there's also the question of what has changed and what did we get wrong way back then? And the wonderful thing about encyclopedias is you can go online and look at a lot of things now. Makes it easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're talking about the Lineball Library and the Rutherford County Library System right here in our community. What are some of the other things that people can do if they're card-carrying members of the library? Well, let's see. What is something you can do? I would say even if you're not a card-carrying member, you need to realize that we have a lot of book groups and other clubs that meet at the library. We have several book groups that meet at Lineball. Some of them are virtual right now. Some are in-house. Of course, nobody's in-house this month, but it, technically they are. And then also at other branches, we have several book groups. So it's always great to go onto our website at rclstn.org, and you can look at books and find a great book group to join. They read lots of uh, interesting things every month. We also have a crocheting group, Yarn Loves Murfreesboro at Lineball. We have a writer's group, if you enjoy writing, uh, that meets on Wednesdays at Lineball. So there's a lot of... Um, wonderful things that you can do there um you can do things like faxing photocopy scanning uh getting things notarized at the library all these things are great services that are free to the public um of course using a public computer if you have a library card you can go up and use a, a computer at any of our libraries uh, five locations in town Again, talking about the local library system this morning. Time right now, 8.33. We're going to take a short break, check on the weather and the traffic, and then we will be right back. Again, the time right now, 8.33. Mostly cloudy skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-50s. Southwest winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, alone air 29. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 46. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the new menu items that we have added is our Salmon Imperial. Our Salmon Imperial is a fresh cut piece of salmon with shrimp and a crab meat blend. And then we've put our Alfredo sauce on top of it. It's great for a low carb diet that you can get with spinach, but also it just has an amazing flavor with a mixture of all those flavors between the shrimp Alfredo and then our salmon. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Don't let fleas get the jump on your pet. This is Amanda at Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Here at Animal City, we carry a variety of flea and tick protection to use year-round to keep both your pets and your home safe. We have an extensive selection of quality products to delight pets of most species and the people who love them. We are happy to put our 30 years of pet experience to work for you. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. 
Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good morning. Traffic's still heavy, but it's moving fairly decent here on 24 out through the Hickory Hollow area towards Nashville. We've had a series of accidents down on the uh, interstate there earlier on I-24 headed towards Davidson County just to be on the safe side. Give yourself extra travel time. You never know when you might need them. Free at last bell blinds. Serving Davidson County, Williamson County, and even Rutherford County. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Old friends, new name, better together as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. From the tallest tower in the city limits of Murfreesboro to every radio in the land. WGNS AM FM is everywhere you need us to be. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Right now that time, 8.36, you're tuned in to WGNS. Carol Gaddis with us this morning. Uh, branch manager of the Lineball Library, which is under the Rutherford County Library System. And again, uh, a lot going on right now, the library. I mean, you have the whole COVID changes. You've got the curbside. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff. There is a lot of stuff. You're right. But, you know, I want to tell you about something, Scott, that we we really felt like with uh, all the hard work that our community helpers have done uh, throughout this time of COVID, uh, we decided as a library system that we wanted to offer our community helpers, which means our medical personnel, our law enforcement, firefighters, our teachers, we wanted to give them something special from the library. You know, library is free anyway, but we decided we would, uh, if they would come to the library, any of their branches, and show their badge or uh, ID, their staff ID, then we would give them a special status that allows them to have extended checkout times because, you know, they're busy having to deal with COVID issues. They may not be able to get their books or materials back on time to the library. So we're giving them extended uh, checkout times and also no overdue fees. Uh, and we're going to do this through the end of May for right now, but we're just calling it our com- community helper special. And so if you are in one of those categories visit your local branch and if you need to come to curbside at Lineball, we'll let you do that as well and we'll update your status and then you can have extended checkouts and no fines that reminds me the no fines and all of that uh, we not too long ago you did the uh, the cans of food mm-hmm. for the fines for overdue books and everything when is that coming up again Oh, that won't come up until April. We just had it in October, so we'll have it again in April during Library Week. That's always one of those cool, positive things, you know, that Lineball does. But uh, there's a lot of things like that that Lineball does. Yes, there are. We have a lot of great things coming up. And uh, one of the things that we're going to be doing even 
though Lime Ball is closed to the public, is we will still continue to have our winter reading program. It's the Harry Nelson Memorial Winter Reading Program, which is a mouthful. But Harry was a wonderful patron of ours that passed away uh, a year or so ago. And so we have a memorial uh, in his name, which is the winter reading program. And that is the signups uh, began on Sunday, and it's going to run from this next week, uh, the 24th, through March the 6th. So all you have to do is read six books in six weeks and uh, send in a review. Uh, and you can do that now. We're ava- uh, making it available online. and uh, Or you can bring in your sh- uh, slips of paper with your reviews, and you get a prize for that. So is that for any age group? Any age group, yeah. Okay. Anybody can sign up for that. And all the information for our winter reading program, and as well as Smyrna, the Smyrna Library Uh, has a winter reading program as well so all that information is on our website under the events tab we have tabs for each of those Uh, text question here it says how do you get books or donate books in honor of someone to the library Uh, there is a if you go to our website uh, rclstn.org there is a tab that says um, i think it's under the find books tab that says talks about memorials and donations and you can go there and it will give you the information about how to give a memorial usually you just write a check most people write checks uh, and you give us the information about who the memorial is for are or i guess do you have a lot of books that are there with inside the cover it says this book donated by or in memory of we sure do we do and sometimes a group uh for instance recently we've had uh, a group a club uh that had a very special member that they wanted to honor uh, with a memorial and they gave as a group uh, money for our historical research room so we will uh, look at that and take uh, that into consideration about how we can do something special for that room in memory of that person and you know libraries have done that for years with you know inside the cover it says in memory of or donated by that's something that started who knows how long ago but it's a cool tradition it is it's wonderful and it doesn't have to be in memory of somebody it can be an honor a lot of people give a birthday uh book uh in honor of someone you know they'll uh contribute and we'll pick out a a book that perhaps they want that same kind of genre or type of book and we'll put that in honor of a person and uh the master gardeners that's something that's going to be starting a new podcast series yes do they record it at the library they're going to record it at the tech and then we will post it on the day of the class which will be the first saturday pretty much from beginning in March. So we have a list of those classes on the website under the events calendar, and you can see the different ones. But we're very excited. They're thinking outside the box, uh, our master gardeners, and they're going to have a conversation. They'll have a couple of master gardeners talking on that podcast about the topic for the month. Uh, Somebody texted and they said, I did not know about the outside patio that you mentioned uh, the outside, yeah, a, lot of pe- a lot of people miss that outside patio. When you walk past the circulation desk at Lime Ball and go into the children's area, there is a lovely patio out there where you can sit and read. And a lot of people will take their lunch out there because you can't eat in the library. Yeah. But you can take it outside and eat out on the patio and enjoy lunch. Or they'll take the kids out there and uh, enjoy some time. Now, the thing about that little patio area, it's got high walls. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels like you're not in the 
immediate downtown area. You oh, know, yeah. It, it's it does, quiet. It's nice. Blocks mm-hmm. a lot of noise with that it brick. It does. It does. It's a lovely place to sit. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't know about it because it is kind of hidden. It is. It is. We've tried to open it up. We've actually replaced our windows there this last year so you can see out there and then also um, pulled the blinds up so people can see it as they walk in. You'll be able to look there. Does Lineball Library, do they work with MTSU's library for any events or any special things coming up? Or, because I always wonder if all these local libraries talk to one another to get, you know, check on notes and say, hey, here's something we ought to do. Uh, so do we, they do that? We do have had partnerships with MTSU in the past over certain things, especially uh, big speakers that would come in for their um commencement speech that they would have an author come in every year Uh, we haven't done that in a while i think covid's changed a lot of things but uh, yes we have and we have a lot of mtsu interns that come and work at lineball throughout the year a lot of people that are either studying english or writing or uh, library science uh, they come in and do uh, interns at library at the library library science so that's a degree that you can get but what what all does that cover uh, it covers anything information, information systems, and library science. Uh, it's, it's pretty expansive, but uh, it can be for school libraries, for public libraries, academic libraries, any kind of library work. Somebody could get their start right here in Murfreesboro, then eventually work their way up to a, a Library of Congress or something. Sure. <laughs> go any direction with that. You can go anywhere with that. But, you know, with a degree such as that, it's got to involve history because there is, I know we said that at the opening about all the history within libraries. It would be an interesting field to be in. Yes, it is actually. And even when I took a public library management training uh, several years ago, we did a lot of history of libraries, uh, history of the bookmobile services, you know, because that's been around a very long time, taking books into inaccessible areas. Uh, you know, they used to take them on horseback sometimes up into the Appalachian areas. And uh, it has a fascinating history, the library. Are, are there still bookmobiles that travel to these, you know, distant areas such as in the Appalachian area? There are a lot fewer bookmobiles than there used to be. Uh, they have uh, really kind of disappeared from a lot of places. But I think with COVID also, they've become more um needed and actually our bookmobile took on a whole new role when covid hit because it would go out and it still does goes out and serves as a hot spot a lot of people can come park near it use the wi-fi from the bookmobile Uh, also we would have a computer there that they could use if they needed to uh, sign up for unemployment or look for jobs we tried to make it accessible for that and so now the bookmobile is going to be kind of changing we hope to um, get a uh, our uh, IT guy is working on putting a thing where you can go to the app and you can find where the bookmobile is in oh. live time and then if you need to go and use the services you can we have a notary on the bookmobile in most cases and so you know we want the bookmobile to be a place where people can access um, services um, but not be able to have to come to the main libraries I, I wonder where the first library was in rutherford county I, I mean and how long ago did that library open we have a history of that on our app oh, funny and I if, ask. it's <laughs> so funny you should ask that scott and if you don't know about this those that are listening we do have an app called you look up rutherford county library system in the app store or your apple um, pot, uh, where you get your 
apps on Apple. Sorry, I'm not an Apple person. <laughs> and um, just Google that, and you can find the app and download that. And we have a history of the Rutherford County Library System. Oh, cool. Yes, so, and, and pictures and everything. So what was the first library here in our community so, in a school, or where it was it? It was, I will tell you. Uh, well, our library started in 1942 uh, after um, a man read in the paper, local paper, that we didn't have a library in Rutherford County. And so he gave $5,000 in honor of his mother, and uh, Maddie Lineball. And so that's why Lineball is called Lineball. And that was his stipulation that the library would be called um, after her. So we have Lineball Public Library because of Maddie V. Lineball. Um, and so we had over 600, 6,000 volumes of materials were purchased there. And it was in a house. And I can't get my computer to do. Oh, it was a C. It was formally opened on April 1st, 1948 in the old Hale home at Central Memorial Park and Myla Parsons as a librarian. Central Memorial Park. I, I don't know where we don't have that anymore. I w no, we do not. It was next to Central, where Central High School is. I mean, uh, Magnet is. I now. bet it burned down whenever that fire occurred at Central. I don't know if it burned down, but I think they moved it from that point, and then probably the house was torn down. Well, that's interesting, though. 1948, yes. our first real library here in Rutherford County. Mm -hmm. There's still some communities in rural areas that don't have libraries. That's right, and I think uh, you'll find a lot of times even here we had p places like the woman's club where they have a library and that library has been there for a very long time where they have materials for for the community and so you'll find community areas that will have libraries kind of like that where people can come and get books so the library system here in rutherford county is a fairly large system with five different branches but then you also trade books around like what you were saying eagleville to murfreesboro and so forth so that i guess keeps everything new it does and it keeps it where you don't have to as your small branch have to keep everything for your patrons because it's accessible you just have to wait another day you know to get it or so carol gaddis with us this morning branch manager of the Lineball library which is located downtown murfreesboro at the intersection of vine and south church do you have books that are stolen on a regular basis how how often do you see, I don't know if you'd call it shoplifting a book, but it, it would be something similar to that. Oh, the stories I could tell about that. <laughs> but uh, it is not as much as you think anymore because over 10 years ago, we had an RFID system uh, put in our books, which means they're tagged. And so there's a, you people that come into our libraries know that there's a gate usually mm -hmm. when you walk through and that will buzz if you try to take something out that hasn't been disarmed. And so that's how, you know, when we check things out, we disarm the materials so people can take them freely. But we've had stories about things like that, yes. So I'm wondering, when people have stolen books, what types of books are they stealing? Are they reference books, history books, dramas? What, what are they? You just name it, it has been stolen. You know, <laughs> we had, we had a, a rash of uh, people taking, oh, who was, well, we had a rash of people taking graphic novels for a long time because graphic novels, when they first, we first started having them were very popular. And of course they were, they're expensive, can be expensive in the stores. And so a lot of people would take those. Sometimes we had a rash of DVDs uh, being stolen when that was, you know, early on in the early stages. Um, British history, we had a guy that just enjoyed taking British history books. Yeah, you just name it, it's been been taken and then i'm sure you had the thieves who just wanted a, a book for their coffee table yeah <laughs>
that that would be interesting though because you know there's probably stories behind the thefts like you know why is it that you wanted this specific book it, it's kind of weird you know yeah, I, I it bet is. there's a lot of stories there though yeah I'm, some of those stories i don't want to know the answer to <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you but to get a, a library card that is something that is free it's available to everybody right here in our community they just need to actually get it absolutely yeah all they need to do is bring in a photo id and if it doesn't have your current address on it bring us a piece of mail that does have your current address and that's all it takes it's free and when you check out a book is it for a week or two weeks that you can have it at a time our books are two weeks at a time uh if the book doesn't have a hold on it you know someone else isn't requesting that book uh pretty much all of them will automatically renew after two weeks so you get one extra two-week session um, and then if you need to renew it again you can uh, renew online or call the library and we'll renew it for you and then books on audio the mp3 format those are also things you can check out but yes. you can do it virtually yes and that's one great thing to do with your library card is we have uh, not only the rutherford county library system app but we have a libby app which is our tennessee reads uh, electronic and audio download system that you can download ebooks audiobooks uh, magazines there's so much on that reads um, app so download the libby app l-i-b-b-y and also we have hoopla h-o-o-p-l-a and it's an app that also has e and audiobooks, but it also has streaming uh, TV and uh, movies that you can watch. Can you get the library card online, or do you have to actually come into the office? So there's yes to that. Um, we have an e-card that you can get online if you're only interested in e-books and audiobooks or using our online databases. We you can easily get an e-card by going to rclstn.org and just scroll down and you'll see a big icon that says get an e-card. Or you can come into any of our uh, branch, five branches and uh, ask for a library card. Again, Carol Gaddis with us this morning. Time right now, 8.52. Stay with us. We're going to wrap it up here in just a second. Again, the time right now, 8.52. Mostly cloudy skies here this afternoon with a high in the mid-50s. Southwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy alone near 29. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 46. Good morning. Traffic's still heavy, but it's moving fairly decent here on 24 out through the Hickory Hollow area towards Nashville. We've had a series of accidents down in the uh, interstate there earlier on I-24 headed towards Davidson County just to be on the safe side. Give yourself extra travel time. You never know when you might need them. Free at last bell blinds. Serving Davidson County, Williamson County, and even Rutherford County. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. If you have an iPhone or use an Android, we have an app for both. WGNS AM and FM is everywhere you need us to be. On air and on demand. Look up in the sky. There it is. The tallest tower in Murfreesboro. This is WGNS FM, AM, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. News time right now, 8.53. Carol Gaddis with us this morning with the Lion Ball Library. And for anybody who's been listening this morning... Who wants to be a part of the li library? Uh, just get a card online for now, I guess, because you can't come in right now. Uh, but also for those who want to donate or work with the library to help them out in some way, help the library grow. You were saying that uh, certain 
donations are not being accepted right now. So what, what is going on with all that? That's right. Our Friends of Lineball group that has a bookstore in the parking garage underneath the library, uh, they, of course, really been thinking outside the box with all the COVID of how to sell books that are donated uh, or discarded from the library. But right now they are full. And because we're closed, Lineball is closed until the end of the month, uh, they're not going to be having any of their uh, sales or being able to make appointments for sales. That's what they've been doing uh, for a while. So uh, right now, please just hold on to your uh, extra books that you want to donate, and we will take them at a later time, but not right at this moment. Uh, eventually, one of the things that they're going to be doing and they've done is you can buy a gift certificate for someone to come shop in the Friends Bookstore or you can make an appointment to shop there yourself. But for the moment, uh, they're not taking any appointments and they're not taking donations. Again, Carol Gaddis has been with us this morning with the Lineball Library under the Rutherford County Library System. And Carol, as we close, what is the website again for the library? It is rclstn.org. Easy enough. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Time right now, 8.55, News with CBS, followed by Local News is next.